1: Hey there! So happy to join with you today. Oh, if you're an American, you might have been celebrating the Fourth of July holiday over the past weekend, and uh, it's quite quite an interesting thing going on. We are experiencing more freedom in the mind and more hmm, messages and impetuses for us to choose that freedom in the mind so how wonderful that we've given ourselves permission to join together you and i transcending time and space by means of the internet and this radio show so let's join together to practice the course of miracles and love ourselves free of ego limitations suffering sadness hurt regret Blame, shame, and everything that no longer serves our precious life of love. So we're going to start with a blessing. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I start with a blessing. That's what I like to do. So we're consciously connecting and communing with the higher Holy Spirit self. I like to place my hand on my heart to remind myself that I am wholeheartedly available to live as the love of god so grateful and so thankful to dedicate ourselves right now to awakening in the mind setting ourselves free and sharing the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone we're surrendering the habits of mind wandering we're surrendering the habits of being distracted from a path of love. We're surrendering the habit of listening to the ego. And thoughts of separation fall away. We're grateful to step into divine grace and healing. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. How blessed are we? So <laughs> uh, one of the things that A Course in Miracles tells us is we're far too tolerant of mind wandering. And uh, this is uh, one of the many messages in the beautiful fear and conflict section. You are much too tolerant of mind wandering and are passively condoning your mind's miscreations. So this is Chapter 2, Section 6, Fear and Conflict. And um, it's Paragraph 4. So we're choosing to recognize that all thoughts produce form at some level. There are no idle thoughts. And we have been allowing our mind to wander all over the place and be distracted from our purpose, which is to be truly helpful. Our purpose in being truly helpful is the most helpful thing we can do is to wake up from the distractions of the ego, wake up from thinking we are a body and we are an ego. So for me, one of the things that I have put a big attention on in the last 20 years are these ways of mind wandering so that I can eliminate them because... They are not the best used of my energy. So there was a time when I thought they were a waste, but now I see that in a sense nothing really is wasted in God because eventually I'll realize, oh, that's not the way of awakening. And however much energy I've put into being distracted and looking to see myself as a body, pleasure myself as a body, all those ego distractions, the more energy I put into it, in a sense it can become like rocket fuel to help me choose to wake up. It can be like rocket fuel to help me choose to remember my true identity. So let's let's do that right now. Let's look at how can we help ourselves really become focused on eliminating the mind wandering. And it's really about moving out of mentally regurgitating the past. Yep. So just to understand it most clearly, I think it's really helpful, or at least it's been extremely helpful for me to recognize that I don't need to figure anything out. I don't need to figure anything out. In fact, if I am mentally trying to figure something out, even trying to understand it, then probably what I'm doing is I'm trying to discern what is the meaning of it. What is the meaning of it? So let's say I have an experience with a friend or a relative that feels unpleasant. We've had a disagreement. It seems like some things have been said that are unkind. It seems like there's misunderstanding. It seems like there's disrespect. It seems like there's a problem. And so I'm interested in eliminating that And the ego mind will go over it and over it and over it, right? Haven't we all experienced that? It feels obsessive, compulsive, going over and over and over again, the same thing. And we're trying to draw conclusions. We're trying to understand it and know what the meaning of it is. Why would we want to know what the meaning of it is? So... Well, in my understanding of things, and my understanding of A Course in Miracles, we'd like to know what the meaning of it is so that we can make decisions about how we're going to live and how we're going to love. And whether or not we're going to withhold the love, whether or not we're going to be in the flow of love, compassion, forgiveness. We're trying to figure out what these incidents in our life experience, our relationships mean to us. So, if you're familiar with that, ask yourself, who is it that's trying to understand it? Who is it that's trying to make the meaning? Because, let's say, you take that same incident, and you turn to the higher Holy Spirit self, You turn to our elder brother, Jesus, and you ask, what is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this experience that I've had? How do I understand it? Well, you know what the Spirit is going to tell us? There's no need to understand it, and there is no meaning to be derived from it. I remember A Course of miracle says, I've given everything the meaning that it has for me. I've given everything the meaning that it has for me. So, the meaning isn't actually helpful. It's not helpful. This is where A Course of Miracles starts. It starts by letting us know that we've decided, or the ego... We identified with ego have decided what the meaning of everything is, and it's not helpful to us. <laughs> so, that being the case, what about going to the Holy Spirit and simply getting direct discernment, knowing? True understanding in the sense of the truth that sets us free, which really isn't understanding, it's not interpretation, it's not the meaning that we've made of it, it's the eternal, infinite, changeless truth. So of course a miracles in the teacher's manual, the manual for teachers, in chapter four, what are the characteristics of God's teachers? In that very first section on trust, section A, development of trust, it tells us that one of the biggest challenges that we have is we have come to value that which is valueless. We have placed a lot of value on things that aren't valuable, that are actually distractions and that keep us from really being interested in the truth, knowing the truth and setting ourselves free. So let's really decide, well, let's go on an ego fast. Let's go on a fast from trying to make meaning and trying to understand things because that's how the ego keeps our mind occupied all day long, trying to comprehend things, understand them and make meaning of them. And actually what I've come to discover is for me, none of that is necessary. So I'm really becoming vigilant for interrupting my mind when I'm trying to figure things out. So I think we've all had the experience of having an aha, an awakened moment where we realize what something is for. Where we realize what the truth is about a particular situation that's been perplexing to us. So, for instance, we might think that this experience we had where this person rejected me and my feelings got so hurt and I was so upset and offended and I haven't been able to really forgive them or forget about this. I keep saying I forgive them, but I don't really forgive them because I can't let let it out of my mind. I keep going over it and over it, trying to understand why did they stop talking to me? Or why did they say those things to me? Why did they do those things to me? Why did that happen to me? We keep trying to understand it from an intellectual point of view. And this is what the ego does. And this is how the ego keeps our mind occupied and identified with the body in time and space and if we choose to really rapidly start waking up we can interrupt that pattern and say this is how it works for me i say i'm not interested in trying to figure things out or understand them i am interested in knowing the truth that sets me free higher holy spirit self please make the truth known to me with ease and grace I'm willing to know the truth that sets me free. Now, the thing about the truth that sets me free is it always has to do with my taking responsibility. So in the responsibility for sight, uh, which right now I can't tell you exactly what section it's in because <laughs> uh, my iPad, which where I'm uh, I'm camping right now in Vermont at the Sunray uh, Peace Village, and um, my I just realized that my iPad, uh, the charge was out, so I can't access my Course in Miracles. So I have to do things from memory to the best of my ability, and I'm um, not like David Hoffmeister. Well, I really remember all these details, but I do know that Responsibility for Sight is on page 448 in the text of A Course in Miracles, and the short version of it is... I'm responsible for everything I see, and everything is just as I wish it to be. So we're the dreamer of the dream. We're the ones who are projecting it. So everything is perfectly designed to help us wake up. Everything is perfectly designed for us to actually have a visual or a form representation our, through our emotional body, our mental body, our physical body, the situations and circumstances of our world are all designed as a projection so that we can see visually on the screen of our life and feel emotionally and become aware mentally of what we're thinking and what we believe. So part of this pathway of working the workbook and of course miracles is to surrender all of our beliefs and to remember the truth that sets us free. So this is why we don't have to try to understand anything. We can request the Holy Spirit if we're willing. To make the truth known to us in each and every situation. And a lot of people do not go that route because they are afraid of taking responsibility. They do not wish to take responsibility. They prefer to say, Oh, this happened to me. I am a victim. It's not my fault. So the ego blames and shames, but the spirit doesn't. The spirit takes responsibility. The spirit says, I'm responsible for everything that I see, and everything is just as I wish it to be. Now we think, well, how could it be that I would wish for poverty? How could it be that I would wish for people to starve to death? How could it be that I would wish for terrorism? But you know what? Most of us have had at least one, if not thousands or millions of experiences of thinking uh, thoughts of ill will towards other people and towards ourselves. So when we wish, um, we say, oh, they don't deserve the good in life. We're First of all, we're saying, I don't deserve the good in life because there's only one. And we're going to see it on the screen of our life, and it's probably going to bother us, too. A lot of people are deeply bothered, understandably so, by terrorism and poverty and murder and uh, mayhem and all these um, experiences, and they are all displays uh, that are projections of the mind. I am responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I would wish it to be. And what we're seeing now in the world of effects is the more that people are waking up and taking responsibility and choosing a path of peace and compassion, the less we're having war and suffering and the more that people who don't even have these spiritual beliefs and practices are beginning to take responsibility. One of the things that happened recently here in the United States is... Our Supreme Court made a a landmark decision that all couples, whether they're same sex or not, have the, all adult couples have the right to marriage, so marriage equality. And that's a huge change for us here in the United States because there's a large faction of people That think that same sex couples ought not to be allowed to even um, exist in any way, much less get married and raise families. And this decision in the United States, I really think, is going to hugely impact our life in the United States. And, um, can talk about that some more. So, uh, this mind wandering goes to trying to understand things, trying to figure things out, assigning blame, and assigning responsibility to us. So, it's time for me to move into a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the love, walking the talk. Hey, hey, hey.
1: I'm back. It's Jennifer Hadley. And this week I'm coming to you from the Sunray Peace Village in Vermont. Uh, I think, uh, gosh, probably the last four summers well, not last summer because I was in England. But uh, I usually do at least one broadcast uh, each year in the summertime from the Sunray Peace Village where I come to be on a retreat with my teacher, Venerable Dahani Iwahu, at the Sunray Peace Village. It's so lovely here in the Green Mountains. It's a gorgeous day, and I'm so happy to share it with you. And I was talking a little bit um oh before i go there i would like to tell you that uh this um, broadcast is sponsored by the Power of Love Ministry, which is a nonprofit organization that I founded a few years ago. And the Power of Love Ministry supports all the teachings that I offer. And it's how we make it possible to have so many free things, like the Living a Course in Miracles classes. We just completed uh, last month a series of Living a Course in Miracles classes that was awesome and um, we usually do a couple of those series a year this one that we just finished was number nine and you can learn more about those at living dot com so power of love ministry supports all the living a course of miracles free offerings and so in addition to the living a course of miracles class series that we just finished uh, there are also, and you can buy those series now. They're free when we do them. They're free for 48 hours. And then the sales of the downloads and the transcripts and the CDs are what actually fund the classes. So, uh, along with donations. Those two, two elements contribute to make the classes possible to be offered for free. And last year, we had people from 102 countries listening to this radio broadcast and participating in those free classes. Also, at com, the Power of Love Ministry funds the events calendar where you can list your study group or even your intent to have a study group. So you can go and look for a study group there. And also, if you're considering or you feel moved that you might like to start a study group, one of the things that you can do is you can go and listen to the audio recordings. We have a few audio recordings there in the free library of study group support calls that I've done with study group leaders. And they are chock full of tips of how to start a study group, how to run a study group, manage a study group, promote a study group, facilitate a study group, lead a study group, and all those different things. And uh all free for you to help support you and encourage you in starting a study group. We also have a Course in Miracles study group leader Facebook group. That uh, is there for you. You can go and get support from other people who are uh, f- facilitating study groups and can share their experience and what they know. So we can have them as resources too. And what else is available there at com? I'm sure there are things I'm... Oh yes, the app, A Course of Miracles app. So this is a free App, and one of the great benefits of it is that you can search in it and you can also set reminders for yourself. I love these two functions and I use them every day, which is why I had the app built <laughs> to have these functions in it so that um, everyone who would like to study A Course in Miracles can have that free app, and it just makes it easy for them. So I ask you to please share uh, with your friends and study group folks all these benefits and um, free things at livingacourseofmiracles.com, and of course this radio show, uh, you can find how to access this radio show there at com, including you can download all the episodes so i believe this is episode 193 yes and there's episodes with gary renard and ken wapnick and john mundy and all kinds of other A course miracles teachers and uh, hopefully you'll find it really helpful and useful to understand A Course in Miracles. Many people have told me that uh, this radio show has been a great way to get them started with A Course in Miracles. And some people have even told me that's how they began their study group was through listening to the radio show broadcast in their study group. So how cool is that? I also have another podcast that's free. You can search for it, uh, Google it or find it at iTunes and it's called Masterful Living through A Course in Miracles. And those are maybe about a hundred episodes of my on-the-phone study group that I did for several years. So many people have told me that those have been helpful to them. And, yeah, so we're talking about mind-wandering today, and I just would like to finish up this thought that I was sharing before we went into the break, and uh, that is that I... I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the world of form changes now that we're accepting this uh, in a mainstream way that uh, same-sex couples have marriage equality. Because I think we're going to start to see in public places more and more uh, same-sex marriages taking place. Place more and more couples are going to ask their pastors, reverends, and ministers to maybe even priests to marry them. Uh, we'll see what happens there, and um, we're going to be seeing that really happening. And it's the law that they have a right to be married and to the same benefits. So we'll just see how that changes our lifestyle. I think we're going to see more and more same-sex couples holding hands in public and in uh, being able to have dinner uh, with their children and feel comfortable and where they didn't used to, uh, maybe they wouldn't... Um, Be so public that that's going to happen in small towns and places all over America. So the landscape is going to be changing. And you know what? Basically, mainstream America, where um, perhaps some of those people reject the idea of equality in marriage, they're going to see these families at the McDonald's and at the Pizza Hut and the TGIF and all the different places where we all Go, and they're going to see that same-sex couples, that their families are just like everybody else. They're trying to get their kids to eat, uh, not make a big mess or a big fuss, and to be well-behaved, <laughs> and etc. And I just think it's going to be amazing and life-changing for all of us. So um, yes, and it's it's about the mind awakening no separation you see this one of the ways that in uh our world we have really held on to these beliefs in separation is that same sex couples don't have the same rights so now legally in the united states they have the same rights so this is a great great uh advancement in releasing the belief in separation and i think it's worth really celebrating and thank god yes thank god for all of us who are willing to change our minds about that all right so back to the mind wandering so trying to make sense of things and understanding things is what the ego does it's its main occupation trying to ascribe meaning to things. So this is why A Course in Miracles workbook begins with everything that I see only has the meaning that I make of it. It only has the meaning that I ascribe to it. And A Course in Miracles talks about a meaningless journey, that we've taken a meaningless journey in the world of form. Now, it doesn't mean that there's no value To our experience in this world. Valueless and meaningless are two different things. Meaningless, meaning is something that only exists to the ego. Because in the awakened mind, truth is truth. And yes, everything that we see and experience in this world is symbolic. And words are but symbols of symbols. And meaning is of the ego. It is not of the spirit. Spirit only knows truth. In the mind of God, in the infinite mind of God, all concepts, all meaning dissolves. Because there's no way for even two people to make exactly the same meaning of things when they're identified with the ego. However, the truth will be exactly the same regarding a shared experience. So let's say you've got 10 people in a room and they have an experience. The ten people will make different variations of meaning based on their understanding, based on their history, if they're all identified with the ego or primarily identified with the ego. So the spirit coming from truth, only knowing truth, will not have different interpretations and meanings of things. It's just not possible. Spirit only knows the truth. So what I've learned in terms of releasing the habits of mind-wandering, what I've learned is that it's incredibly valuable for me to interrupt the pattern, to try and figure out meaning and understanding of something. It's just not worth the time and the energy and the attention. It's much wiser for me to just go right to the higher Holy Spirit self and say, what am I to know about this? Of what value is this experience to me? This is the thing that's going to be most helpful. So this is where I'm putting my attention and pulling it back all day long. So when I go to trying to figure something out, And I notice my mind is working hard to try and understand it by reviewing the past and reviewing what I think are the facts and trying to reach some meaning about this. That's when I can recognize right then and there, this is a pointless journey. This is a meaningless journey. Because the ego's meaning that it will ascribe to everything if we let it just doesn't cut it anymore. We're interested in the truth. And you'll notice that in your day to day life, you have ahas, right? One of the the great things that happens, I love this. You know, I have a year long class called Masterful Living, and I also have a seven week uh, boot camp called Finding Freedom, and I open up that boot camp a number of times a year, and the Masterful Living class enrollments only open at the beginning of the year. So uh, anyway, what, at the end of last year, as I was talking with one student and I asked them, so what are you noticing that's different in your life after Masterful Living this year? And he had a list of many wonderful shifts and changes in his life experience and his relationships and his finances, etc. But he said that one of the most wonderful benefits he got from the work that he did in the class was that now he noticed that he got to keep his ahas. They didn't just dissipate and fade away. And I know for me, that's that's a difference that I've noticed in the last dozen years or so, is that I get to keep my ahas. And I believe that the reason is, is because uh, that I, I really am interested in the truth, rather than the mind-wandering, meaning-making, trying to understand things. So, this desire to know the truth is what is opening my mind to the freedom. And so going back to, as I was saying before, the manual for teachers in the trust section, development of trust in chapter 4, what are the characteristics of God's teachers? It tells us that, We have for too long valued what is valueless. And one of the main things that we value that is not valuable is the meaning that we've made of things and the understanding that we have. So just think about it for one moment. I invite you to turn within and to place your hand on your heart and just ask yourself, ask yourself, what is the value of trying to understand things? Is it a distraction or is it a value? So In in order to really start opening the mind to the truth that sets free, we have to be willing to take responsibility. So that's the responsibility for sight. I am responsible for everything that I see and everything is just as I wish it would be. It's really a big deal to move into that mindset where you're willing to take responsibility for everything. So in taking responsibility for everything, can you see how trying to understand it isn't even necessary? Can you see how the meaning that you've made of it is not actually helpful to you? Only the truth is helpful. So it's our willingness that allows us to access the truth. This is why Course in Miracles tells us over and over again that our little willingness is all that's required, and it is the willingness to know the truth that sets us free. It is the willingness to choose love which opens our mind to accept the truth that sets us free, because it is an act of supreme self-love to accept the truth that sets us free. All right. So, we're letting freedom ring in our heart and in our mind. And my name is Jennifer Hadley. It's time for me to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. What
0: if.
1: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley and we are eliminating mind wandering. Mind wandering is like wandering in the desert. <laughs> Eventually what happens is you have a great deep hunger and thirst for the truth. And so it's not that mind wandering is a complete waste because ultimately it will become, uh, it will, in my experience, It will generate this deep hunger, thirst, and longing for the truth that sets us free. And that will bring forth that willingness that's required for us to experience the truth that sets us free. So there is no waste in God. There's just no waste in God. Everything can be beneficial. So it takes what it takes till we're willing. It takes what it takes. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned before that um, early in, er, in the year, I, I, in, uh, I think it was on the radio show, that John Mundy and I were talking about the word courage. And he, I was saying, you know, it takes great courage to do this work. And he said, you know, it's curious, Jennifer, the word courage does not appear in A Course in Miracles. And what I, I've contemplated that, and what I've come to see is that, I, I, I feel that the word courage or what courage is, the strength of heart, when you, you're afraid, maybe, but your, your heart is so willing that you move anyway. You might be afraid. You might be afraid of being attacked. You might be afraid of failing. You, but you move anyway because your heart requires it. That's courage. And so, to me, the willingness that we're talking about in A Course in Miracles is the very same thing as courage. So, we might feel stuck and we might feel resistant and reluctant and afraid. And if we can have that tiny bit of willingness to stop struggling and suffering and to know the truth that sets us free, we will be liberated. It's like that blade of grass breaking through concrete, because our belief systems become like concrete. And so, going back to this point, I just think it's it's life-changing, if you really are willing to uh, uh, look at this, that trying to understand things, trying to make meaning of things, is a detour when... The fastest path to our awakening is simply to say, Holy Spirit, higher self, please teach me I'm willing. I'm willing to know the truth that sets me free. And then you don't have to keep regurgitating the past and going over it and over it again. In fact, when that temptation comes in your mind, you can reject it and recognize that, oh, this is how the ego will keep you identified with itself. Remember that the ego is a thought pattern. It has no volition of its own. The only way that the ego can be experienced and expressed is if you shine the light of your God self through those patterns of thought. So this is why I love the affirmation, I only think the thoughts I think with God. God. I also love I am statements. I am willing to know myself as God. I am willing to know the truth that sets me free. I am the love of God. I am the life of God. I am the peace of God. I am the joy of God. I am the wholeness of God. Making these statements is far more productive than going over and over again the us trying to discern the meaning of it when there is no meaning in it. However, there is a lesson encoded into everything. There is a direct path to the seed of the awakening mind in every experience, if you're willing to choose it. But trying to understand it, make meaning of it, Look at it again and again and again, compulsively going over and over and over things. That is not going to take you on that direct path to the seed of awakening mind. So, uh, this week I'm in Vermont on retreat with my teacher, as I said, and I'm camping at the Sunray Peace Village where the teachings are being given. And um, my teacher, Venerable Dahani Oahu, she's a Cherokee chief and she's also a Buddhist teacher. She founded the only Tibetan Buddhist nunnery in the United States, which is the Vajra Dakini Nunnery. So she pulls together uh, th- streams of thought um, and teachings from mystical teachings, Buddhist teachings, and the Native American teachings, and brings them all together because truth is truth. We don't have our own individual versions of the truth. Truth is Truth. And that's why the truth sets all of us free equally, because we're all one, one truth. (laughs) So, um, one of the things that she said this week is, uh, or the Buddhists say all the time, is they'll say, I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma, and I take refuge in the Sangha, most excellent. So taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, Sangha, most excellent. Sangha is the Buddhist name for community, spiritual community. And the Dharma is the teaching, and the Buddha is the awakened mind. So we're taking refuge in the awakened mind. And um, one of the things that Venerable said this week was, uh, we take refuge in the seed of awakening awareness in our own heart. And to me, this is exactly the same as, I am that I am. So, which is exactly the same, really, as saying, I am the love of God. I am the life of God, because there's only one, one mind, one power, one presence. For many people, if they were to say, I am God, I am the Christ, uh, their ego identification would not allow them to do that. It would be seen as egotistical. And yet, there's nothing egotistical at all about saying, I am the awakened Christ. Because this is the truth of it. I am is the awakened Christ. I am is what I am. So, I am is uh, my favorite name for God. Beloved I am that I am. And so, this image, I think, is very helpful to me. I know it's very helpful to me. I hope it's helpful to you that I take refuge in the seed of awakening awareness in my heart. A Course of Miracles tells us that the body is the temple, and the most valuable, part, or the only part that's really valuable in the temple is the altar, and that our heart is that altar. And our heart is that seed of awakening awareness. So let us take refuge in our own divinity. So when we feel like we're tossed in the storms of life, when we feel like life is disorienting, which it often feels confusing, doesn't it? feels disorienting, feels insane and crazy. And we can get wrapped up in thoughts of blame and shame. We can get wrapped up in cravings and addictive compulsive tendencies. We can get wrapped up in aversions. I hate this. I hate that. I can't stand it. It should be different. All these opinions and judgments, all these different ways that the ego captures our attention. That we can cut through all of that discordant thought, all of that meaningless thought, valueless thought, and say, I take refuge in the seed of awakening awareness in my heart. I am that I am. I'm giving it all to the Holy Spirit for healing. I'm giving it all to the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. I'm willing to know my true identity as the love of God. I'm willing to be truly helpful. And the way that we can be most truly helpful is to stop identifying with the ego and remember our true selves. So the less interested we are in going over and over and over things, trying to make meaning of them, the more more energy we have to be loving, to be compassionate, to be kind, and to keep our focus and attention on being expressive of the love of God. And that's so deeply healing. Because love is our healer, because love is our true identity. So the more we're in tune with our true identity, the more the false identification is healed. It's really that simple and it's not easy, it's intensely challenging, but that's why we picked this path of awakening. So the mind wandering, let's all be done with it. Just cut it off right as soon as we notice it, not wandering anymore. No more wandering in the desert. Remember all that just wandering in the desert just propels us to really say, okay, I am ready for something new excellent something more something of my true god self thank you god that the seed of awakening awareness is in my heart and i can take refuge there yeehaw talk about celebration of freedom i love it all right let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful that we are finding freedom in our heart we are being truly masterful and living a course of miracles. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds right now for healing. We give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit, and we rejoice to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Have a beautiful and blessed week, and... Thanks for being with me today. I love you.